Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. talk to you um, definitely about an Easter message, but I want to come at it from a different angle, and I want to talk to you today about scary mammals, scary mammals and social distancing. Scary mammals and social distancing, this is the title of my message, um, and this, this story that I want to share with you this morning explains a lot when it comes to my life and, and how I was raised. I had a great grandma that we called Mamaw Willie. And uh, Mamaw Willie was an amazing great grandma, amazing Mamaw. And she looked just like you picture a Mamaw looking. She had the big glasses, you know, the tight perm um, that was like when she got older, it was kind of a little purple. Um, and she was half Cherokee as well. She lived in Tahlequah. She made amazing banana pudding that would just slap you sideways. And her chicken and dumplings, my gosh, they were amazing. Uh, but my Mamaw also, my Mamaw Willie, she was a little, a little little scary, a little creepy. Um, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but it's true. Like she's one of those, those ladies that you saw at the end of the Scooby-Doo when they would take the mask off the villain and they're like, aha, it's you. And, and, and you know, she just kind of had that appearance every once in a while. And I remember one time going to my mamaw's house and Mamaw Willie asked if she could put me and my older sister to bed and tell us a uh, bedtime story. And so uh, my mom, my dad were like, sure, go ahead. And we were excited because Mamaw Willie was going to tell us uh, this, this awesome story that we had never heard before. And so we walk in and she turns all the lights out. When I say all the lights out, it is pitch black. I mean, it is pitch dark. There's no nightlight. There's no bathroom light. It is pitch dark in this room. And she starts telling me and my sister one of the scariest stories I have ever heard in my entire life. She goes into this big, long story about an about a, a, a old lady who takes all these kids from the village that are bad kids, and she would go capture all these bad kids, and she would throw them in a well by her house. Now, I'm tiny. I'm like five years old at this point. My mamma was telling me this. And, oh, it gets better. And she would throw all these village kids, these city kids, into a well right by her house and just wait for the devil to come and get him. And it's, it's, she, she would say something like this, and this old woman would be rocking on her front porch, just a rocking and a spitting. 
just a rocking and a spitting. And she would hear the devil whisper, I'll be there by and by. I'll be there. By and by. And my mamma is telling me this story. And my eyes are, I can't see anything. And all of a sudden, my mamma just keeps expanding this story. And she said, but before the devil would come for these kids, all the good kids that she had captured that had apologized, she would rescue out of the well right before the devil got there. But all the bad kids that hadn't apologized when the devil got there, and at this moment, I want to let you know, Something began to happen. Uh, something that defies explanation to a five-year-old boy happened. When she says, and as the devil gets ready to come for the bad kids, and the, remember, it's pitch black. You can't see a thing. She spits her dentures out without me knowing. I, I, I have no idea. She spits, <laughs> she spits her teeth out. And she says, and the devil came and ate him. And she starts like gnawing on my arms with her gums. With her bare gums. She starts gnawing on my arms. And I start losing it. I freak out. I'm like, ah, like this. And I mean, she's just gumming me. How gross is that? Like, what is wrong with you, Mamma Willie? Um, she's gumming me. I'm crying. And she just, she never apologizes. She just walks out of the room and thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And all I am left with is smelling like tears and old lady spit. And I didn't get a lick of sleep that night. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story, um, my mamma Willie really was awesome. Um, and, and, and after that story, I would ask her to tell me more and more about more stories. Um, but as, as messed up as that is, the reason I'm talking to you about my mamma, my scary mamma Willie, is because I remember that my mamaw Willie was the first funeral I ever remember going to. And in the process of going to the funeral home, I remember seeing a casket in the funeral home, and my mom was like, hey, you know, you can go up and, and touch Mamaw Willie and talk to her. I was like, uh-uh. She's setting me up for her to gum my, my arm again. I'm not doing I'm not playing into her bag of tricks, you wicked woman. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going to see Mamaw Willie in her dentures. She's going to spit him out again. Um, but I, I, I eventually went up and saw her. And I, I got to tell you, I was terrified as a little child seeing my mamaw laying there and even as a little child I realized something in that moment that I, I know the Bible says to live as Christ and to die is gain but for those of us that are left here on earth when we lose somebody it's a sad occasion it's one of those moments that you're mourning but even as a little child I realized how final that moment was seeing my mamaw in that casket and just as I had that feeling and just as I had that moment with my mammal Willie laying in, in, a, in a funeral home in a casket can I tell you I think to, to my core this is something that the disciples experienced that that when when, when the, the tomb was there when Jesus was crucified and he was laid in a tomb it was one of these moments and it was one of these things that, that just felt so final. There was, there was no coming back from this. There was no getting up from this. They saw him beaten. 
They saw him take stripes on his back. They saw him uh, 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 with the crown of thorns on his head and, and stripped naked and put on a cross and crucified there for all to see. They saw his dead body taken down and put into a tomb with soldiers guarding it. And it had to feel so final. And I, I think, too, when, when I'm reading the story, how sad, how final it had to be, because the way they were expecting the Messiah to come was not the way that it seemed to end. When they were expecting the Messiah, they were expecting the Messiah to come as they were trained as, as good Jewish children and, and followers of, of the Jewish law and the Mosaic law, that the Messiah would come, and he would overthrow the Roman Empire, and he would raise up Israel to be this powerful empire that is amazing and doing incredible things. And Jesus tried to say, that that's not the way I have come. In fact, it says this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 through 23. Jesus trying to say, hey, this is how I'm coming, and this is what to expect. And we pick up in that, and it says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And check out Peter's reaction. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord. He said, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. And we know, this, we know this phrase so well. We know this context of Scripture. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Why, why was this so different? Why was this so crazy? Because Peter was not expecting the Messiah for Jesus' life to end like this. He was expecting it to end like that. And when our expectations don't meet reality disappointment happens. And what was true of the disciples, what their expectations were, even though Jesus was telling them, hey, I've got to suffer at the hand of the chief priests and the elders, but I'm going to raise on the third day. Peter took them, no, 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 that's not the way. When expectations don't meet reality, there is always disappointment. And what the disciples realized and what, what they encountered was something that was very sad to them, and seemed really, really final to them. And that's what the grave and that's what the tomb represented. That's what this tomb represented. They didn't have the hindsight that you and I have because we have the Bible. We know the rest of the story that Jesus does raise from the dead three days later and he does come walking out of the tomb. They just were left with the tomb that was sealed. And, it said, and they're thinking, how in the world do you come back from that? How in the world do you come back from that kind of setback? How do you come back from that kind of difficult situation? There, there's no comeback for that. And I think a lot of us at home, we feel that way. There's, there's things that have happened in life, and we just don't know how in the world we come back from it. Man, there's some of us, we've made poor decisions, and it's led to other poor decisions and other poor decisions, and now we're in such a place, we don't know how to come back. And our poor decisions are our grave this morning. For some of us, the thing that is our grave is our addictions, We've been addicted so long that now we don't know what it ever felt like to not be an addict. We've been addicted and we're hiding it for so long 
that we don't know a way out. And our grave is our addiction. For some of us, it's the secrets we're keeping. Man, you're sitting there, and you're watching this, and this morning you're exhausted from all the secrets that you're keeping, from all the facades that you're trying to keep up because you don't want anybody to really know the real you. For some of you, your grave is your past. Man, your tomb, the thing that you can't seem to ever bounce back from is your past. And you're, 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 you're super nervous to ever share it. You don't want anybody to find out about it because you don't know how you come back from your past. For some of you, it's your anger. For others of you, it's your anxiety. It's the fear that you are dealing with and you're struggling with and you've just surrendered that I'm going to be this anxious person and I'm going to be a fearful person and that is your grave. For others of you, it's relationships. For others of you, it's just poor choices that have led to other decisions that have led you down a road that you don't even know how in the world you got there. And yet what I love about the story of the resurrection is this, is that if there's one thing, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the tomb, if there's one thing that we celebrate about Easter today, it is this, is that there is no thing that God can't redeem. There is no dead end that God can't make an opening and a way. There's no no place that you can come but come to that you can't come back from. There's no place that you can go that is final for the Lord. And that is what the, the resurrection screams out. And that is what the Easter Sunday and, and Jesus raising from the dead three days later screams to you and me. It may feel final. You may not see how you're going to come back from this. You may not see how you're ever going to get out of this grave. But if there's one thing the resurrection shows us, if there's one thing that the, the Jesus raising from the dead three days later is this, is that nothing is final. There's nothing that you can't come back from. Because hear me today, Jesus has freed you from whatever is wanting to hold you captive. You need to understand that this morning, and you need to listen, and you need to get that first point, is that Jesus has freed you from whatever is wanting to hold you captive. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through 21, it says this, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And I love the passage of scripture where it says, he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. 
Jesus explains one of the main reasons he came to earth, that he came to this planet, that he came and died on a cross and rose from the dead, is that he came to liberate, he came to set free those who have been kidnapped by things, those who have been held hostage for far too long by bad mistakes, by poor choices, by their insecurities, by their secrets, by their addictions, by their, by their past, by their relationships by anxiety, by fear, by stress, by guilt. He has come to this place to redeem you, to set you free. And it's not a thing that he's going to set you free. Hear me today. Jesus came and he has already set you free. You are already freed from whatever is wanting to hold you captive. That is why Jesus came, is to set the captive free. And today you may feel trapped. Today you may feel like, how do I come back from this? How do I do this? How, because I don't know if I can do this. I'm not worthy of this. I, I haven't been good enough. You know, I'm not able to, uh, of coming back from this. And, and let me stop you right there because you're exactly right. On your own, you're not able to come back from this. On your own, you're not worthy of this. On your own, you can't fix you. But can I tell you, that's exactly why you have a Savior that you serve named Jesus, because he is capable of setting you free. He is worthy of setting you free. He loves you enough to set you free from what wants to hold you captive. And at some point, you've got to decide that you want to be free, because there's something you and I have to do. It's not that we're going to get free one day. It's that we understand we've been free all along. As Jesus is our Lord and Savior, now we understand we're free. And so our response has to be that at some point, you've got to walk out of your grave. At some point, you've got to come at this place where you walk out of your grave. There's something called Stockholm Syndrome, and, and we've talked about this before, but Stockholm Syndrome is something that happens to somebody that has been kidnapped or taken captive, and that person that is being held hostage falls in love or grows or, or has affection towards the person that kidnapped them or took them in the first place. It's, it's actually called Stockholm Syndrome, and it's actually an a real thing that occurs, uh, not, not real often, but several times has happened by people who have been taken hostage, they end up falling in love with the very person that took them in the first place. And what happens with people that are taken hostage in this Stockholm Syndrome has a tendency to happen to us, is that we just decide, well, well maybe I just need to learn to function in this dysfunction. Maybe, maybe I just need to learn to function with this addiction because everybody has a vice, right? And we, and we want to excuse it, and in the process, we have Stockholm Syndrome. Well, well you know, maybe, maybe I'm just created, and I'm just an anxious or a fearful or an angry person, and we just want to excuse it away. And hear me, God hasn't made you that way. You've just settled on staying that way. 
Some of you, it's, it's just, well, I'm, you know, my past is my past, and I'm never going to get over it, and everybody's got a past. No, your past is no longer meant to haunt you. It's supposed to be a testimony instead of a ball and chain that you drag around with you everywhere. I, I guess I'm just going to be a person that feels guilty. No, that's not the way God has created you. He doesn't want you to feel guilty and condemned. At some point, you got to come to a place where you stop functioning and you stop operating the way that you've always operated. Did you stop functioning and operating the way that you have, 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 have done it under your own guise and your own control and under your own power? And you decide, man, that you're buying into this Savior who has raised from the dead on your behalf and on my behalf. And that you, as a result, start walking out of your grave. That you said, for too long, for too long, I have decided to stay like this. But I realize there's something inside of me that I can come back from this. That this isn't final, that this isn't the finish line, but there is a new day that God has for me. Check out what it says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. If you haven't heard one thing I've said this morning, tune this in. The scripture says this, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you you lives in me and just as god raised christ jesus from the dead he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you the same power that right right that that caused jesus christ to rise from the dead lives in you your grave may feel final your grave may feel like a trap. You're, there's no way you can get out. You're right. There's no way you can get out. But when Jesus comes into the equation, man, when you stop trying to figure it out and you just resign and you surrender to the fact that there's got to be a better way, right? There's, there's got to be a better way for me to live my life out. There's got to be a better way than me staying trapped. There's got to be a better way than me just existing in this grave and instead of me just existing in this dysfunction. There's got to be a way, better way. And you're right, there is a better way. And it is, it is all through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all by inviting the power that raised Jesus from the dead to live inside of you. It's all about allowing Jesus to come into the equation because here's what I know that is true for you and me and everyone everyone that is ever going to watch this message is that life is better when Jesus is in it. Your life, my life, everyone's life becomes better the, most, the moment Jesus becomes a part of it and he becomes in it. And for some of you, you've been existing and you've been staying and you've been just trying to live a status quo life in your grave and today is your walkout day today is the day you walk out of your grave and here's hear me the reason you can do that 
And the reason I can do that, and the reason that nothing has a, we never come to a place where we can't come back from. We never come to a place where God can't bring us and deliver us through. There's never going to come a place where we hit a dead end where he can't make a way. Is we understand the authority who, uh, of who has set us free and is calling us out. Here's how I know this, because when you understand the authority of the one who has set you free and is calling you out, you understand nothing is ever over. Nothing is ever at a place where he can't redeem it and he can't use it. And as the song said in our worship phrase, in our worship time, that he can't turn your grave into gardens. God specializes in bringing a message out of your mess and when you understand the authority that he has man the power that he has you can walk out of your grave this past week on a thursday we had a service at the admiral twin that had gotten canceled and it had gotten canceled because the city of tulsa um, and the precautions is trying to make it as safe as possible, but then they realized um, that people could still be socially distancing themselves, and they have the authority to reopen that and to allow the owners of the Admiral Twin to allow us to use it. So somebody besides us, somebody besides the Admiral Twin, somebody who had authority power and position gave us the right to host a service and that's why we got to do it but we had to have somebody that had the authority the power and the position in order to do that and can I tell you the reason you can walk out of your grave is because Jesus has the authority he has the power and he has the position because he's already overcome the grave for you to overcome yours and when you understand who Jesus is is and what he's capable of, then you understand if that is living inside of me, if the same spirit that was living in Jesus is living in me, I can walk out of my grave. Here's who Jesus is. Jesus is the death defeater and grave defier. He is the captive freer and ultimate healer. He is the burden lifter and grace giver. He is the healer that makes the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute talk, the possessed free, the dead rise, and makes the guilty forgiven. He, he, you can't stop him, and you can't kill him. He was before all, he is in all, and will be after all. He is my best friend and knows my name. He is the Lion of Judah and the Prince of Peace. He is the God of the universe, and his name is Jesus. And at the sound of his name, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of of all understand this morning man in your living room in your apartment Jesus has the authority to set you free to let you live the life you've been desiring to live that you didn't think was ever possible he came to set the captive free you have been freed now you've just got to walk out of your grave you got to be stepping into the greatness and the bigness that God has for you this year I've seen all kinds of memes 
that's talking about, I guess 2020 is a garbage year. I'm just going to throw it away. Can we just restart? Hear me. 2020 is still your year. The Easter of 2020 is the year you step out of your grave, the year you get past your addiction, the year you leave your past in your past, the year that you don't be an anxious person, you don't become a nervous person, but you become the person Christ has called you to be, the free follower of Christ is living this life to the full that he has promised us in John 10, 10. What's stopping you from walking out of your grave? Hear me today. Man, as you're tuning in, the reason I get so adamant, the reason I get so excited is because there's no place you get to that God can't free you from and can't deliver you from. Stop beating yourself up. Stop telling yourself this isn't my year. Stop telling yourself that I'm going to just start next year and let this be your redeeming moment. Let this be your walking out of your grave moment because he's already set you free. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And God, I pray right now that as we're watching and we're tuning in, that we would lean in. And we would just allow ourselves to have this moment that we desperately need. God, let us understand we're not too far gone. Let us understand that we're not unredeemable, that we're not too addicted, that we're not too trapped, that we're not too far gone, that we can't overcome this grave, that we can't overcome this issue. But Lord, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that is impossible for you. And so, God, I pray that we would take you up on your word and your promises. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, right now we're in a world that is all about social distancing. And social distancing is all about you staying six feet away from another person so that you don't get what they have and you don't become like what, what they are. Can I tell you, in the society of us social distancing, there's some of us that we're not so much social distancing from other people as much as we are our relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're close enough to see him, but you're not close enough to become like him. You're close enough to know of him, but you're not close enough to get what he's got for you. And today, man, this is your moment to stop social distancing yourself from your Savior who doesn't want anything from you but wants everything for you. And I'm telling you this from my heart of hearts, a life with Jesus in it is always, always better. And my invitation to you today is if you've been socially distancing yourself, if you've been distancing yourself from your Savior, from this relationship that's called to be personal, not professional, let this be your moment. Let this be your time. Let this be your year that you walk out of your grave, that you get things right with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Make your first-time decision. Make a, a decision to recommit your life if you're not where you're supposed to be. If that's you, today when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. You can say it silently at your house, but mean it from your heart. If you're at a place you need to recommit your life or make a first-time decision, walk out of your grave and draw near to God because he says this in James 4, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. One, 
two, three. Jesus, I come before you today. And God, I confess that I've sinned. I confess that I've been distancing myself from you. And I've been living a life that feels like there's no coming back from it. But today, I confess my sins. Today, I confess my inadequacies. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I draw near to you, and I ask that you would draw near to me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.